Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. How do you monetize a blog on the internet? It baffles me, Tammy, that people even debate this. We live in a world where monetizing eyeballs and impressions has been long established. A newspaper, yes, sold the paper for 25 cents, but let's be honest, it was the full page from Saks Fifth Avenue or the half a page from Toyota that paid the money. If a blog makes traffic, you know, it's so funny, TechCrunch, Mashable, Gawker, Curbed, all these networks, they're all up 50, 80, 200% right now. See, the news is about traditional people like Vogue, and GQ mm-hmm. and Condé Nast yeah. and they're all down. When the hell did they become the world? They're not the world. The reason they're losing is because they don't know what the hell they're doing in these new places. You monetize through advertising. But what if you're not a gawker? What if you're just me? I'm an individual then you person don't. and I start my you, but, you know, how, do I, but, how do I live? How but do you, I make money? You don't at first. You, you can't quit your job. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. You don't have the chops. You just started. You know, you've got to pay your dues. People invest in people. Content's value has never been lower. Content's importance has never been higher. Oh, I like that. There's so much more content out there that you can't sell or monetize it to the way you used to be able to. On the flip side, I think every brand and everybody in the world needs to be in the content game. Voice, personal brand, Mm -hmm. companies. So every employee and every brand should be pumping out content every day. You have to go get your audience. People pump out content and they go to sleep. It's not about the content, it's about the grind and the hustle. If you're making such great videos on YouTube that are so funny, how are you not emailing comedy.com, funnier guy, 94 hours of the next 95 hours that you're alive, you're not emailing everybody saying, hey, I made this video, I think it's awesome. I don't wanna spam you, but I'm cold emailing you and I'd love for you to check it out and I'm hungry and I'd love to do anything for you and if you want me to edit your videos, I'll do it. Just check this out, maybe give it a little love. You can get seven people to talk about it. Some big people. You had a lot of deals to do many TV shows. You said no to all of them. Why? Because I'm an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs can't sign deals that lock them up for five years when it's their personal brand that they're monetizing. Not when they don't believe TV is going to be as powerful as it is today in five years. That being said, I would do a TV deal tomorrow if it was structured in a way where I had a lot of ownership, if not all of it, and I had complete creative freedom and enormous network support. A lot of people say, Gary, you call about TV going down and all this. More people are watching television now than ever. You know, they'll throw these stats at you. More people were buying CDs than ever the day before the iPod came out. Culture shift products. The day, like I did the demonstration, that you walk into your home and you can watch anything you want from your handheld, your phone, and you hit enter, it starts playing on your TV and the cable company doesn't control it, the internet does, We're dealing in a non-resume world where everything you are and who you are is what you are and it's monetizable if you want to go there. Um, Personal brand is basically who you are. It's your it's your digital footprint. You know it's 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 the world I mean that I think is going to expand dramatically um, because it's how you'll get another job. It's how you're going to spend a business. It's how you're going to get investors in your idea. It's something everybody needs. It's your equity. You are in control if you've got the chops. And if you're good about talking about politics and cooking and you know, wine, then you can do it.
which is why in the book I talk about owning your name. Because when you own your name, you can go anywhere. So this is one of my favorite analogies I have. Brands and an agency like this, and what I've always done traditionally, we're used to saying, this is the best wine. Here's an ad, Opus One, $69.99, buy it from us. This wine's good. We've always sold two. We've always given a presentation. Social media is a cocktail party. The only way you're gonna be able to sell is you come to the cocktail party, you meet, oh, we talk about current events, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. You know, maybe I'll give you my card at the end. I'm definitely not closing you. This is about being there and answering and more importantly, being responsive. You know, at a cocktail party, you don't just talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. You listen. Might, you listen. Mm-hmm. And so it's imperative for people to understand that they've gotta be in the trenches, They've gotta be on all these social networks, all of them, as many as they can handle, and any place that your brand is being talked about, when did it not become a scalable business model to actually care about your customer? When did that day come? In a world where everybody knows everything about everybody, and brands are more exposed than ever, and it's all out there, caring is, I mean, who do you love more than your mom or your dad or your brother or sister or if you're not that fortunate, the people that care about you the most? So why do you think so many companies don't care about their customers? Because it's that simple. Because it's expensive and hard. And because it didn't matter as much before. Because word of mouth was not the, the backbone of our marketing society. Selling to people was. And so if you pissed off a customer because you didn't care enough, you could only tell, tell 10 people. Now we're in a very word of mouth game. I'm gonna talk about word of mouth my whole life because that's what converts. That's just what converts. I'm gonna listen to my friend more than the ad in GQ magazine. You wanna talk about um, your childhood? I remember not getting anything I wanted, and I lived a very different life than people that had stuff, and so my mom's frugal to this day. And so it shaped me because it made me hungry. You know, it gave me a sense of hard work. My parents, you know, my parents made me work when I was 15. I think I had the advantage of having less. I wanted to know how did you start this passion for wine? It started with a passion of helping my family business, which is all this other stuff, you know? And this is kind of a really cool video because I love wine, and I love it so much, but I love all this stuff. And then wine comes next, Mm. and that's okay, you know? Just because I, I made my name in wine first, I did it doing all this stuff. All this stuff made anybody know that I did this. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.